Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness, and what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? We created the show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach, and to help you live your best life. We will have real conversations and share our own personal experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll also offer up our own personal coaching techniques related to the topic as well. Our topic today is self-responsibility. Ooh, this is a good one. Self-responsibility is taking ownership for your behavior, choices, and actions, and the consequences of those behaviors, choices, and actions. Not accepting responsibility for our actions hinders our ability to respect ourselves. It can affect our brains, our minds actually, and hearts over time. And if we fail to take responsibility for an action or behavior, it actually eats away at how we feel about ourselves. Now, we're human, and therefore we do make mistakes and poor choices and maybe fail to act when we know we should. And that's okay, as long as we are willing to circle back and take that responsibility for our part. Now, learning to take responsibility for ourselves and our decisions and choices can be a doozy, especially when we feel we have been hurt and wronged by others. This isn't saying that what someone else did was right or wrong. It's knowing that when we blame others, it puts us in a victim mode where we feel powerless. And being a victim isn't a place where we can feel self-respect, let alone powerful. Self-responsibility is vital to our well-being. We are in charge of our own experience, and we get to decide how we want to move forward, powerless or powerful. So stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour, where we'll discuss self-responsibility further and share how you can take charge of your thoughts, feelings, and actions for a more empowered life. And remember, if you'd like coaching on any advice, feel free to message us on Facebook at Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call in 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. 
This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing self-responsibility. If you have a question or need advice on anything, or simply want to share your experience, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call in at one 888 298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. I know. <laughs> Self-responsibility is such a big topic. I know topic. You've, been, you've been waiting to talk about this. I have, and I'm excited about it. Only because I didn't take responsibility for the longest time in my life. It was other people's fault. And learning this on this last, you know, probably eight years, nine years, as a late bloomer, um, <laughs> no, in the sense of learning about this. And it was really, it changed my life. It, I didn't realize the freedom that came with taking responsibility. Now, it's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but this concept of self-responsibility was such a cool thing to learn. So what have you guys, what, when did you learn about the concept of self-responsibility? Or maybe you've done it all your life. <laughs> First off, I'd say you're not a late bloomer. There's <laughs> lots of people who still have not, learn this lesson, right? And I, you know, and I think that's something we can talk about. Like, is everybody going to learn this lesson in this lifetime? Is this something that we're all supposed to learn? Well, and it's evident right now, collectively, right? So, oh, yeah. That's another, go on. <laughs> <Very Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a whole nother second. Yeah, very true. I mean, I only I learned this, I mean, I think I've been a pretty self-aware, empathetic human being, but I've definitely played the victim a lot. You know, I played a, the victim with my health issues, right? I felt very disempowered. Um, and then in my relationships, I've also played that part. And it was probably only around four years ago that I really, really learned the lesson. Mm. And so, you know, I think we all have to learn this the hard way, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. I, how about you, Sakura? Um, I, would, I would say that for the most part of my life, I fell into the false responsibility, oh. which is where you take on the blame for everything. 
So even when a man went and cheated on me, it was my fault. What did I do wrong? How could I have been better? Um, but then it swayed the other way when I was going through my horrible divorce. You know, married for two years, took two years to get divorced in trial, and then proceeded to go into court for the next 11 years. Wow. So, of course, I was just a victim. And it was through that process, you know, when you're sharing your divorce narrative, right, a lot of people tend to start avoiding you because it just, right, it just brings them, you're Debbie Downer. I mean, you're labeled that person. Like, I mean, I was sick of hearing myself tell the story. So, you know, you, you hear it over and over. And even that frequency of where you're at, it just feels so icky. It just feels so low. So, and even for my daughter, I know my ex likes to play a victim and I should have seen the red flags in the beginning. Everything was always someone else's fault. Mm. I didn't want my daughter to be exposed to two parents that were playing the victim, you know? So Mm. I wanted to change my tune. And at the time, I just knew I needed to and change my mindset. But it was a process learning how to. And like you, Rory, I would say in the last four years, when I got really sick was when I had to change my tune. And I was no longer a victim of my circumstance and no longer a victim of my life. But that's one of the hardest things to give away is that victim card. Oh, yes. I know, because we get so much sympathy with that, right? right? I mean, everybody relates to the victim. It's like, you poor baby, you know? And I think, and especially with the health issue, depending upon what it is. And, you know, because I found that too, speaking of health, was with my back surgery when I had that and I had some nerve damage that happened and that was so, so painful. And I kept looking to the doctor, the surgeon, who said, I didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, it's like, I, I, I'm not blaming you. I just, can we fix this? Because mm-hmm. the pain was so, it was just racked my world. And, and so finally, you know, this one time she's like, she's like, I didn't do anything wrong. You need to figure it out. Very and, direct. Yes. <laughs> and and also eye-opening and life-opening. Yeah, you Because I didn't realize until that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I was really ticked. You know, it was like, <laughs> how could you? And, of course, I still was crying and still, you know, it's like. But then all of a sudden it was like, ta-da. <laughs> oh, maybe I do have some power in this. Maybe right. I am giving away my power to her to fix it. Oh. <gasps> Whereas else has this shown up in my life? Oh, the ex, mm-hmm. right? Relationships. Relationships. And it was like, oh. So it turned around. My health did when I wasn't the victim. Mm-hmm. When I started to look for things like, okay, how can I be a co-creator in this? How can I work with practitioners to heal? Right. right. Yeah, when you play the victim, you, you take away your options. Yeah. Right? And you get stuck in it, right? You're yeah, there's, just, there's not a lot of solutions. No. No. Because you're expecting the world or someone else to change. Mm-hmm. And then, so what power do you have over that? You don't, you have none. Right? I get emails almost weekly about pemphigus vulgaris because it's actually, it was so rare and now it's becoming less rare. And people ask me, well, what did you do? What did you take? How did you, you know, overcome it? What did, what did you take? And I have to tell them it's about, it's not just about giving away your healing to everyone else, as you mentioned, Brenda. It's so you're quick to give it away to doctors, right? Yes. You want a quick fix. You want a pill to take and it be done. But that's not how it works. And it's 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 having to step in to your own healing. It's having to be responsible for your own health and your own body. And your yourself needs to hear that that you're in it for you. 
Yes. So it's more than what you take and, you know, what you're doing physically. Now, and that being said, when you're on the other side of it, it's also how are you continuing that self-care, right? Mm -hmm. Are you still playing the victim? Because you'll fall right back into it. Are you going out and eating McDonald's and partying every night? What what are you saying? (laughs) But I mean, really, it doesn't just stop there. It continues, right? Don't tell me to give up my chocolate. Well, is it dark chocolate? Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, But I think that, you know, what you said about the health thing is interesting because a lot of the issues that we have are emotional Mm -hmm. and a pill doesn't fix that, right? No. And so you're right. A lot of these things come up. So we can take accountability and we can take a step back and we can look at our lives and we can evaluate it and analyze and decide what changes we want to make to get back to a place of balance and health. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it is that that opportunity is there. It's an opportunity. It is an opportunity, even though it's a very difficult opportunity. (laughs) It is. And not a lot of people want to take it. Right. Well, no, especially when we've kind of been trained and programmed to it. Somebody else fixes rely us. on other people. We've been we've been trained mm-hmm. to do that. So taking responsibility for ourselves and our health is something we get to learn to do. It just doesn't come naturally because mm-hmm. you know it, that happens from childhood, right? You know, really, right? Which brings up another good point: we need to teach our children not to be victims. Yes, yeah, and to learn how to that that we're sovereign. And that what matters to us is what matters to us and what's important to us, right? And not give away that to other people. Work with, work with them, yeah. you know, and not, but but have a say. Mm-hmm. It's your body. And that's the other thing that I didn't realize. Yeah, it's your body and it's your life. How are you living it? Exactly. And then I had to get to apologize to my body. Because <laughs> right, because you weren't was, listening. I wasn't listening, and I learned to do that. And oh my gosh, my nervous system—it just calmed down when I started to pay attention to my body and say, "I'm so sorry. Please forgive me." You know, the hope, hope, yeah. no prayer, right? Thank you. I love you. I just kept repeating that to my body, and it made a difference. Yeah, we don't want to listen to our bodies. No, most time it's an inconvenience, mm-hmm. right? We're just trying to get through our day. Yeah, and if we have a pain or an ache or we don't feel well, you just want to—you just want to turn it off. Exactly. But it's like a screaming kid that needs you to pay attention to it. Right. Right? And when you do pay attention to it, then amazing things can happen. Oh, yeah. But when we ignore it, it just gets worse. Absolutely. Well, and as you said earlier, Brenda, I think when you take responsibility, it's amazing how much better your life gets. You would think it'd be so hard, right? It'd just be so much heavier taking responsibility in every area of your life. But it's so much easier, and it brings you so much greater opportunity and makes your life that much better. Well, and I felt stronger, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't feel so like life was happening to me. It was happening for you. It was happening for me. Mm -hmm. And then when I got into the forgiveness work and they started talking about that, I went, oh my gosh, this is so (laughs) cool, right? Because I started to feel that before that. And and people don't really realize that, that how they don't know that life isn't happening to them. So how does the forgiveness work play into self-responsibility? So the forgiveness work is learning to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the, it's one of the steps is learning to have awareness first, right? We can't do anything. If I'm not aware of it, I can't change it. Like with all of our transformation, it's, right. it's big in the transformation world, right? If I'm not aware of it, I can't change it. And then taking the responsibility for my choices and actions and what parts I played. It doesn't mean what somebody's done is right or wrong. It means that 
how am I going forward? How can I move through this? How can I make better choices and decisions for myself? How can I get better health? How can I, you know, that was my biggest thing with my ex. You know, we can talk about relationships and responsibility was realizing that I was the common denominator in all of my marriages. I had a few of them, you know, and the same behavior was, was there, but what was my part? Right. Yeah, I was same content, different package, right? Kept showing up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then I was blaming them. No good men, you know, they're, they're abusing me. And, you know, because I went through all of that. But it's like, wait a second, I'm the common denominator. What do I need to change about myself? Yeah, Did that, you guys have that? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. It's always so easy to point the finger, you know, mm -hmm. at everybody else's shortcomings. And then want them to change. But you're right. Then you got to take a step back and go, well, there's two, two of us in this dynamic. And what is my part? And when you do that, you look at the situation differently. Yeah. Right? And, you know, it doesn't mean that it's always going to work out. But what it does mean is that you have new choices to make. You can step up and try to do things to better yourself, which will definitely have an effect on the dynamic in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Or you can choose to not be in the relationship as well. Right? And so... I think the main, like, what, what, what I keep thinking about is that, one, we all have this kind of storybook idea of life. Yeah. Life's going to be great. It's going to be smooth. Someday we're going to figure out how to be happy all the time. <laughs> but the truth is there's lots of ups and downs in life, and that's never going to go away. Mm -hmm. And so I think this work allows you to look at life differently and go, stuff is going to happen all the time. Right. And, and, I, and I'm not, a, yeah, and I'm not a victim. Right. Yeah. But I, I get to choose in every moment, how am I going to react? What am I going to do? Am I going to turn left? Am I going to turn right? And you're right. That is our power. We cannot control the world. We cannot control all the people around us. But we can decide what we want to do in every moment. It's like that serenity prayer, too. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, yeah. which is mm. other I just people. Saw that <laughs> Everything else right. around me. You cannot me. change yeah. other people. You cannot. And, it's not and your when, responsibility. When, when we try, because I did that, you know, well, of course. I, I did that. And, you know, I catch myself now trying mm -hmm. to, you know, doing that. But at least now I catch myself yeah. <laughs> where before I didn't. Right. The only thing that we have control over is us. And honoring that about each other is also part, like, of the forgiveness work and transformation work right? That you guys do too. It's like really knowing that I can just change myself and, and then accept that maybe somebody wants to change and maybe they don't, maybe mm -hmm. they want to take responsibility, maybe not. And I, I can, I can have some boundaries around that. Do I, do I hang out with them? Do I, you know, what do I do with that? But knowing that I have the choice for myself is really important and a little challenging. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, a dynamic will not stay the same if you show up differently in it. Yes, exactly. We all interact with different people in slightly different ways, right? And so if you've created a dynamic with someone, if you just change the way you show up, they will change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just the way that it works. It's our mirror neurons. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it's it very interesting. So you're right. You do have control of like, oh, I'm not going to show up that way anymore in this situation. And it'll have a direct impact on them. And so that's why, you know, I always tell people like, if you want the relationship to change or the situation to change, then you need to be the thing that changes. Mm -hmm. Stop mm -hmm. waiting for your partner to change. Right. Like yes. that is, that's a game that it'll, you'll never win. But you can change and then you can see what happens. And then you can make another choice. And so we all have that all the time. 
we have that, yeah, opportunity. We do. I just think for, I know for most of my clients, they would rather control everyone else around them. Yes. <laughs> you know, than take responsibility for their own stuff, their well, own yeah. life. And I think, and this is like in the dynamic of relationships, communication comes up. Uh, you know, when we take responsibility for how we respond or react or ask a question, it's kind of, for instance, in, in my relationship, it's like learning to communicate. How can he hear me better? Mm -hmm. Right? If I'm yelling at him, he's, you know, he's going to get defensive. Block right? you out. And so if I can take responsibility for my, emo my emotions, because this was a big deal for me, it was emotions that just ran. I just, I'm an emotional person. You know, I let him run my life. It's like, oh, wait, chicky. <laughs> hold, hold on. <laughs> oh, maybe I can. You're right. That's part of my own sovereignty. That's taking responsibility for myself. And then my relationship shifted. You know, because of that, when I started to master the emotions, as I'm going to say, mm -hmm. and also to communicate, to ask for what I needed versus yeah. thinking he should know and quit giving all my stuff, you know, kind of throwing up on him, <laughs> right? And being able to think myself clearly first and then be able to ask for what I need instead of just assuming he should know. Right. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, and I think self-responsibility should also carry over into dating, which I have found from my experience on online dating. I don't know if, Rory, you found this, but I felt a lot of people weren't taking responsibility on online dating because there just, you know, was just infinite number of people that they could date. There was so much inventory that why should they invest anything into it? So there was just zero responsibility. It was really hard to find. Really? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think... Online dating is great because you are able to meet a lot more people than you would ever meet in normal life. Yeah. But then you're right that people can entertain lots of different people at once. And so I think it changes the way that people approach dating. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely pros and cons. Oh, yeah. Like the ghosting thing and stuff. <laughs> a lot. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I've never yeah. been ghosted. I don't know what you're talking about. Never, <laughs> ever. Wow. <laughs> you should get an award. Yeah. <laughs> I also think, you know, again, when we interact with people, I always think, you know, I always say this, that you, you should treat your partner almost like a child, right? Because we all are acting from our inner child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all, everybody's still very immature in lots of different ways, even yeah. as, as much as we work on ourselves. And when you look at your partner as, as a child in the way that you would talk to your child, yeah. in the way that you would be caring for your child, in the way that you would be understanding for your child. It really changes the dynamic because when you look at them like you're an adult, you should have everything figured out yeah. and you should be perfect. It's like that is... As long as you're not spoon feeding them. No, <laughs> no, right? But it's like having that same <laughs> level of compassion yeah. and empathy and caring and just seeing them as like you're not supposed to be perfect and, and know, like you said, know everything I want know exactly what to say, know exactly how to communicate. It's like that's, we go in with this false pretense. As you mentioned, I think it, I think in your 20s and 30s, you're just learning how to become an adult. Yes. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? It's not until later in life. Even though you think you know everything. Of course it, you do. And you st well, we still, no, actually, I don't think I know. I, I think I had given up on that. Well, yeah. And then, because that even bleeds into career, right? Yes. Career. Yeah. So Rory... How mm. does that show up in... in, in Self-responsibility? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting because, you know, for me, <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about this, like whether you're trying to get a promotion or you're trying to move towards something, like 
you have to, you know, there's, there's what you think in terms of the, the way that you're showing up. And then there's what other people see. Yeah. Right. And sometimes those things are not, well, a lot of times those are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so part of that is taking a step back going, oh, well, how, how are other people seeing me when I show up in this place and how am I interacting with them? Yeah. And really taking accountability for that and deciding, well, what are you going to do with that information? Are you going to change your behavior? And so it definitely plays out in every single area um, at work for sure. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to have to take a quick break. But don't forget, if you have a question about self-responsibility, you can message us directly on Facebook at Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. Or call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil and assisting others on their journey of healing and self-discovery. They will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but also to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering this resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome back to Love Present Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing self-responsibility. If you have a question or need some advice, message us on Facebook at Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. Or call 1-888-298-KKNW or... Four two five three seven three five five two seven. All right. Well, let's go to our messages we have received for today. Eric? Yes, John from Bend, Oregon says, I'm really good at being responsible for my actions, but my girlfriend is not. Is there something I can do to help her? <laughs> I love how Eric Point the, the finger. emphasis in there. <laughs> 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 Usually works great for me. Pointing the finger. Oh, yeah, that's a way to handle it. Yeah, totally right. Always works. It's all back to communication, right? It is back to communication. Like we were just talking about. Yeah. 
and really allowing, you know, being able to speak our truth in a very loving way. And so asking to be heard is really important. And taking a look at if there's something that bothers you, right, what, what is it she's not taking responsibility for? And then finding that out and having a really honest conversation around that mm-hmm. is like, I feel, you know, this way when you do this and I don't feel you're taking responsibility. Can you help me understand right. why not or what's going on? Because sometimes people don't know. Sometimes they're triggered, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you work with that, Sakura, mm-hmm. too. And, and so it's a really about communication and it's about knowing, one, we can't change other people, but we can definitely get curious that's that energy, right, Rory, about about when you're wanting to learn more about somebody, right, or figure stuff out. When we come in with that energy of curiosity, that really softens it. And so that way we can get more from that person to help understand. And maybe she is actually feeling wrong. <laughs> and so she acknowledges that she's wrong and she acts out in other ways, right? She yeah. performs acts of service or gifts him or does extra chores or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point because we are two different people mm-hmm. and our love language is important, too. Right. You know, and so it's understanding each other a little bit better. Even if you've been together for a while, we change. And so learning about each other and being curious is really valuable. Yeah, I agree. I think it starts with communication um, and just trying to get on the same page about what's happening. And I think the other thing is, can you make learning fun? Mm. Like, is there a way for you to bring learning about how to communicate what makes a healthy relationship into something fun instead of something stressful? Mm -hmm. Because when you're in the moment and you're both heated and your defenses are up and you're not at your best, it's a really difficult time to like talk about how you're going to fix it. Mm -hmm. But I think if you can bring fun into the process of elevating your relationship where that's going and just taking classes together and learning together, like whatever that thing is, then I think both people can participate in like a safer space, a more fun space and like break you out of that, just that dynamic of arguing and not seeing each other's point. And so I think you just kind of have to change the frequency of what it means to learn more about yourself, to learn more about each other and make it into like something that you can do together. And reconnect. Well, yeah. yeah, and I have a client who is doing some communication counseling separate with her husband, and, and that person asked him, I said, okay, let's come up with a code word, you know, that, to make it kind of fun, right? If one of you is getting kind of upset, come up with a code word. So let's make it fun, like a fun, something that you could laugh at that would break the tension. Mm. So she said, she goes, you know what his, that he came up with? I said, no way. She goes, time out. <laughs> and I said, well, that, that's not fun. She goes, I know. It's not very creative, (laughs) but it was really cute. So it's kind of like, oh, but they worked it out to where they came up with a fun word. Mm -hmm. But I like that, Rory. I like make it fun. I think the other important part is also ensuring that both of you are on the same page about actually stepping up to invest time and energy into. And growing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you go to your partner and your partner's like, "Mm, no, I'm not interested in doing any of those things. That's a really important piece of information Mm -hmm. that you need to find out pretty quickly. Right. Big time. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it, that's where it goes back to that communication and, and being curious, curious and saying, hey, are we on the same page together? And because it also, it changes mm-hmm. as a relationship goes, because sometimes they're into it, but something happens and they're not. Or anymore. they just had a really bad day. Right. You know? Or a yeah. year. Or a year. Or a year. <laughs> yes. Or, or 2020. Or two. Yeah. Yes. 
uh, so I hope that helped, John. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to our next message, Eric. Adam from Austin says, I think I know what choices I need to make in life to turn things around, but I'm afraid I won't like the consequences. Any advice? Dang those consequences. Don't you think not making the choices to turn your life around is a choice in itself and has its own consequences? It definitely does. Yeah. I oh, think, yeah. I think you know, sometimes we're more afraid of the unknown mm-hmm. than the known, right? And so we'll stay in these situations that are extremely uncomfortable because the fear of the new situation, which we don't know about, maybe there's a financial aspect, maybe there's a being alone aspect, like, there's a lot of different things that we just don't know. And that actually sounds scarier than staying in this thing that's mm-hmm. highly dysfunctional. Plus our brain, our mind makes it worse than what it is, right? It's kind of oh, like for sure. s- simplifying it by, you know, what I do is I have people write a fears list. So you write a fears list on one side, everything that you're afraid of, what changes do you need to make? And then on the other side of the piece of paper, write down the opposite of that. And when you start to do that, you start to go, oh, mm-hmm. maybe it's not so hard. When we can see it, right. make you simplify it, it. You yeah. simplify it. Get it out of your head because mm-hmm. that's a dangerous neighborhood to be in, <laughs> right? Yeah. It really is. And so even doing that can help us. Or even like, what? here's the change I want to make. What is the consequences of if I don't make it and if I do make it? You know, it's kind of like that list. What would happen if? oh, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe I'm willing. Mm -hmm. And then just see where you're at. And I think the more that you make those choices that hold yourself responsible, it empowers you. Yeah. And so you're not as scared to to make those choices each time. And just take one. Just Mm -hmm. make one change, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I was given some good advice that if you don't like the situation after you've made the choice, then you can always make another one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And it's true. It's like right. it we're so good. worried that we're going to like get out of this relationship get it right or, the first or time. get out of this job or do this thing and, and that it's so permanent. But that's yes. not true. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you could get into this new situation and go, mm, you know what, actually, I don't like this part. I'm going to make a new choice. Maybe it's in the same direction. Maybe it's back in the, in the direction that you came from. Yeah. But we always have the power to make more choice. So some of these, I mean, I know there are some decisions that are really heavy in life. But for a lot of them, the consequences really aren't that great. And yeah, and like I said earlier, not making that choice is also a choice. It's a choice. Yeah, what's it doing to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And understand that consequence is really good. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope that helps you, Adam. All right. Well, let's go back to our messages, Eric. Alana from Shoreline says... My ex cheated on me and ruined my life. How is that my responsibility? Oh, that's direct. <laughs> yes. Bam. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This goes back to our victim conversation. Yeah. I I look. I often look back at times when I was cheated on, and I look at how I was, how I showed up in that relationship, and more often than not, I was super needy and really codependent. Mm-hmm. And I think about would I have wanted to be with me? Not that it made him made it right for him to cheat on me. That I don't justify cheating in any way. He should have broke it off. But what was my part in the relationship prior to that point? You know, how did it get to that point, and was I a part of that? Yes. Yeah. And so asking yourself the questions, and and then making the choice to change. Right. 
Well, and I would say, too, it's not, it's not your responsibility. Him cheating has nothing to do with you. And that was a really valuable thing I learned when I, with my ex when we went through the infidelity with him and we went to a uh, therapist. And the therapist was really good because I was feeling very victimized. I was feeling like I'm, I'm not skinny enough. I'm not, you know, smart enough. I didn't do it right. And he was feeding into that. Yeah. Right. You didn't do this right. And you didn't do that right. And so therefore I had to do this. And, you know, I was really taking that on. And victim and the therapist was really good and looked me right in the eye and said, Brenda, his choices is none of your business or responsibility. He made the choice. He didn't come to you and talk to you about what you shared, right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, okay, now you get to take a look at what, what, where did you play? Like you just talked about, Sakura. Mm-hmm. Where did you play that role? And it was interesting because after my divorce, a little while later when I was doing the forgiveness work on my ex and it was just worked out well, he came to me and he said, you know, I'm really glad that you have forgiven me and, and he's learning to forgive himself, which is really important. But he said, you know what? I really like you now because when we were married, you were a doormat. Mm. And he said, and I don't mean that, you know, bad. He said, but you were a doormat. And that really opened my eyes. So like that piggybacks on what you were sharing right it's like what what am i doing i I, it's not i'm not causing him to do anything but what's my part in the relationship how Mm -hmm. can i how can i take responsibility for what i've done and then move forward from there yeah no i I think you know i agree with all that and and i think that it's about the dynamic and i think when people are really happy they're not off having affairs for the most part Mm -hmm. and i think if we allow our dynamic to get to a place where it's not good, then you can imagine that people go off and do these things because they're just searching for happiness. Again, it's not your fault. Mm -mm. It's just like, what was your part? Were you just sitting in that dynamic for years on end? Right. Right. Or were you actively trying to make it better? And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate when this happens to anybody. Yeah. But it, it does happen. And you're right. You just have to take a step back instead of blaming the person. I mean, you can, of course, you can be mad and have all those emotions. But it's like, well, was I trying my best? Was mm-hmm. I also like, or was I just checked out? Like, what was I doing? So Taking responsibility yeah. for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And, and your happiness and, and being able to communicate. Yeah. It opens it all up. And yeah. you can't heal if you don't let it go. You're still giving them power over you. Oh, that's a biggie for me. Yeah. Realizing that that oh wait when i'm blaming somebody else i'm giving them my power oh yeah and years years later are you spending your cycles thinking about something (laughs) that happened a long time ago instead of just focusing on the present and the future yeah Mm -hmm. because you're holding on to it yeah we can't manifest when we're in the past right we need to be right here (laughs) well eric do we have time for one more message uh, yeah, as long as we kind of keep it quick here. Cindy from Pittsburgh says, My mother was recently diagnosed with breast cancer. I know that she needs to be involved in her healing, but it feels as though she's giving her power away to doctors, expecting them to fix her. How can I help her to want to be involved with her own healing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. I'm actually dealing with this with you know my own father. And so how do you change that mindset, right, of where they, what they grew up with? I don't think everybody's mindset is going to be changed in this lifetime. 
Mm-hmm. So we also have to be okay with that. Yes. It's their choice. I yes. think our job is just to be able to show them a different option. And then if they're excited about it and want to do something about it and move down that path, then great. But we also have to be okay with them not choosing that path. Right, because it's not your responsibility. Right? No, not everybody's here to... We're, we're not all going the, the exact same direction, right? No, and the responsibility that, Cindy, that you can take is that um, you can offer a exactly. different way. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you get to be okay with what they decide. And then you get to rectify that within yourself, right? Yeah. And not be upset and frustrated and mad or feel those feelings and then be able to let them go so that you can be more supportive. And do not take it on for her. No. Because it will show up in your body. It does happen. I will also say it's hard when you're going through a really difficult health crisis yes. because it, a lot of people present ideas to you. Right. It's overwhelming. Everybody has the solution. Mm-hmm. And so you also have to remember that, like, is this person getting information from all different kinds of people? And that can be overwhelming as well. Right. 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 So you just have to go in with that empathy and compassion. And as you mentioned, like, present the ideas as lovingly as you can and just be there to support them regardless of the choice they make. Yeah, well, and, rem- and she's probably in shock too, right? right? When you get diagnosed, you're in shock for a while. And I know I've gone through that with a girlfriend. And and it's really important to like, some, you need to rely on something that you feel is safe, right? That you've grown up with. And then it's like, okay, then you can be open mm-hmm. to other ideas. So just take your time, be gentle, loving, hold the space. Yeah, hold the space. And just, and then also your own, your own right. feelings around it. Yeah. Well, I hope that helps you. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it. 
and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Check us out on our new affiliate on Sundays at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on 103.5 FM KBKW and 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town Zone Radio, 88.5 FM. It's time for Sakura's Spiritual Sense. All right. Thank you, Eric. So today I've pulled a card from Colette Baron reeds Enchanted Map Oracle Card Deck. Mm. And the card I pulled is, <laughs> is Cleaning House. So it's time to clear the clutter to make way for better things. So, so many of us, it's true, right? During this time, during this pandemic, we've been decluttering. Uh, But this card is speaking more to than just your physical clutter, but also to your conscious clutter, your limiting beliefs, your emotional baggage, and especially your old negative victim narratives. As you declutter, pay attention to what seems harder for you to let go of. Ask yourself why that is. And perhaps you're holding on to something because it makes you look better in the eyes of others. You are being asked to step into transparency Mm -hmm. and honesty. The real person you are lying to is yourself. Is it worth it? (laughs) Sorry, I had to, I channeled that. It was very cutthroat, right to the point. It's no. definitely very fitting for the conversation. Well, it is. And it is. got to quit lying to ourselves. Yeah, we need tough we love. We really need tough love for ourselves. got to wake up here. Well, and I think this last year and a half has really intensified all of our own personal issues and feelings. For sure. And it's coming up, and it's an opportunity to, to take a look at it. Which is why the, fo- the moons are even more intense, oh, right? Oh, and the equinox <laughs> today, too. Oh, that, too. Yes. So, yeah, we got it. Brenda brings it back around. Thanks, Eric. Now, here's some tips from what we've talked about today with the, you know, I got to do the exercise thing. Of that's course. Just my deal. Well, we love them. <laughs> so take responsibility for all your mind chatter, like we talked about, those beliefs like Sakura just talked about too. To help with this, develop self-affirming self-talk scripts to enhance your personal development and growth. Okay, so you can repeat them to yourself. And quit putting your stuff on other people, like your partner, like I had to learn. It's not their job to handle your emotional needs. That's yours. Now, to help with this, ask yourself, what is it that you are really wanting? Instead of dumping on others, you can learn to ask for that hug or attention that you really want. Look at where you are abdicating your control, meaning who are you letting run the show in your head and life? Are you making decisions for yourself? Or are you asking others to make them for you? Now, to help with this, 
make an honest inventory of your strengths, abilities, talents, virtues, and positive points. So you have something to build yourself up with. And then take responsibility for your health, like we talked about a lot today. You are a co-creator. It's not up to the doctor or practitioner to heal you. You have control over your own mind and thoughts because you are powerful. I like that. Yeah, I think those are all <laughs> very applicable. Uh, we could we could have a whole show just talking about those four. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Rory's Reflections. If you desire deep-level change, then look at the circumstances of your life and acknowledge the role you played and still play in making them real. Instead of blaming which will never offer a path forward to true healing, we must take responsibility for our choices and realize if we don't like our circumstances, we always have the power to make a new choice. So we've talked about power and choice today. I really like that, Rory. Because mm-hmm. we do. We forget we have the power. You know? Mm-hmm. We forget, and especially with outside circumstances coming at us or the beliefs that we carry, you know, that it's coming up for a lot of people, understanding that we have a choice and, and that's okay. We may not like it, right? It may be harder to make, but the more that we do that, the more that we can really empower ourselves, seriously. Yeah, I think it's taking a step back and realizing that your life is just a reflection of your inner world. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> every, Let's get deep on us, well, Rory. Every, get deep. You know, like every person you come in contact with, all your relationships, what's happening at your workplace, like you, you are controlling all of it. Well, you are the constant, right, in your yeah. life, and so it's really yeah. you got to take a step back and say, okay, what's my part, and yeah. how can I change this? And again, it's not about criticism. It's not about getting down on yourself. It's mm-hmm. actually just being willing to look at yourself and saying, what can I do to, to change and it my circumstance? It doesn't happen overnight. No. Right? It takes oh, no. practice. You but have to make a habit. You do have to make a habit. And be, be curious Yeah. that what's being reflected back to me. How can I use that to change me? How can I look that to reflect on me? Or maybe what needs to change in my life, you know, to be able to help me take responsibility. And having those reflections in your relationships too, right? Oh, big time. That's the best place to start. (laughs) That's some of the (laughs) hardest training grounds we will ever go through is our intimate partnerships. But they're great training grounds. I mean, I appreciate every single relationship I've ever had because it's gotten to me where I'm at today. As your ex, right? Oh, yeah. When you can look at them as a teacher, Mm -hmm. right? That's pretty good progress. Yeah. Yeah, and you can also understand that you have to go through these teachings to know how to have a really good, healthy, conscious relationship and right. not just expect that it's just going to happen because you have feelings for someone. And it just doesn't happen all by itself. Conscious relationships and healthy relationships take do take some awareness, responsibility, choice, and inner work and a lot <laughs> of inner work. A lot of inner work. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank Eric, our lovely producer, KKNW, KBKW, the talk of Grace Harbor, Cape Town Zone Radio, and you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find under Love from the Hip, 
That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. So what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll be discussing gratitude and how using it changes the chemicals in our brains, improves our ability to make better choices, and increases happiness. Ooh, I like that. It's a big one. Do you love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. You can find me at SakuraSetter.com. You can find me at RoryReich.com. And you can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune in every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. on 103.5 FM KBKW and 9 to 10 p.m. on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach so you can live your best life. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had.